Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. My name is Colin Nesla, and I'm here today with Carlos Gomez. Hola, hola, hola. And Tadeo Gasparetto. Hello, everyone. Tadeo, can you tell us a little bit about today's paper? Absolutely. Well, today we're going to discuss a paper. Its title is Mortality of Spanish Soccer Referees and Coaches, a Retrospective Cohort Study. There are several authors, so Jose Carlos Diz, Ivan Rodriguez, Santiago Iglesias Suero, Eva Diz Ferreira, Miguel Sanchez Lastra, and Carlos Ayan. But seems that them all are based in Galicia, a very nice place that I had the pleasure to live in the past. So University of Vigo, University of Santiago de Compostela, and also some health research institute. So super nice. I chose the paper for today. And for me, it was super easy to choose this one, but basically because of the title. This already gave me everything because for me and my friends, it's always a very prominent discussion. You know, if you're a professional football player or soccer player or sportsman, does this increase your health on a long-term basis? Because there are many people that say, you know what, if you're physically active, that helps you, obviously. But if you exaggerate, let's say if you're a real professional and you have to go running almost every day and you have to be physically active beyond what you should do, this has an effect on your health. And so from my perspective, this was very interesting because here I might find a response, a response to that. I mean, for Spain, but still very relevant for me. I think I have to talk about the introduction for this paper. I will try to refer to the problem that the authors identify and how they try to solve it. Because to answer Cornell's question now, so the short answer is there's some evidence that professional soccer players actually live longer than the general population. So that's that. Now, the problem comes to try to identify the causal mechanisms of that and some indigeneity problem. This is the problem that the authors are trying to solve. So there is this selection bias for these studies because when we look at athletes or, for example, professional soccer players, these are very healthy individuals already. The authors refer to this as the healthy worker hire. So you try to hire the healthiest worker or the best individuals in terms of fitness because they will do the job better. Then there is another component to this that in the paper they call healthy worker survivor. And this means that to being successful in playing a sport, you also need to be fit. Right? And being fit will imply later on better health, lower mortality rate. So this is the second bias. And also, soccer players, professional soccer players, are not regular individuals in terms of how much money they earn. Right? So they are very wealthy individuals, so they have some economic advantages that could be actually correlated with living longer. So all these problems, the authors identify and discuss that these actually limit the validity of previous results. The general population is not ideal for comparison in these type of studies. So the way they do it, the authors decide to use other groups that are more similar in terms of physical demand and economic status to soccer players and that are usually overlooked in the literature. These groups are coaches and referees. And there are not much literature regarding these two groups on previous studies. They actually identify no information on referees. So no one knows what's the mortality rate for referees. And there is only one study apparently that look at coaches. 
And what they found, coaches who were previously players have similar mortality rates than professional soccer players. The professional soccer players who became coaches actually have very similar mortality rates than professional players who don't become coaches at any point in time. So in this analysis, what they do is comparing soccer players with soccer coaches and referees. But Cornell, how can they do that? So here, I'm going to make two things. First, I'm going to say it's super easy. And this is the authors compare mortality rates of Spanish male soccer players, referees with the general population. Okay, so if you're not interested in how they do it scientifically, you can just skip the next minute or two. Because here, if you just read it like this, you can have this, let's say, imposter syndrome that you think, ah, it's so easy what they're doing. But then in their method section, they describe it step by step what they did. So first, they had this super nice data set. If you see this, you're dreaming already. So for example, for Spanish soccer referees, they had around 1,500 observations. So then you would say, ah, oh, what a great data set. Unbelievable. But unfortunately, because you're doing scientific research, you have to exclude observations that do not really fit. And they're comparing cohorts from 1900 to 1950. So who do you have to exclude? You have to exclude people where you don't find the date of birth, you know, because you do not know how old they are. So simply as that, okay, already 400 observations gone. Then you have to exclude people you have information about, but are born after 1950. Oh, shit. Another 680 observations gone. Then you have to exclude people that were born before 1900. Another 10 observations gone. And finally, they say, and this is really smart, we had the civil war, and the civil war obviously had an increased mortality rate. And because of that, we have to exclude players that were active before 1939. And again, observations are lost. So they start with around 1,500 observations for referees. And they end up with 290, not because it doesn't make any sense, but because they're doing rigorous scientific research. And they're doing the same thing for coaches and players. And especially if you look at players, they start with 29,000 observations. And in the end, they have a bit more than 1,000. So Carlos talked already about a bias and obviously there's a bias here because you have to exclude so many observations, but still, I think that they end up with a really nice data set where, and now I come back to what I said in the beginning, they simply compare the cohorts from 19 to 1950 from referees, players, and coaches with the general population. So, Tadeo, what do they find? Very nice explanation, Corno. Well, the results are pretty straightforward as well. It's like, as Carlos said in the beginning, they wanted to see, okay, players tend to live longer. What about coaches and referees? And what they got is there is no statistical differences in survival between referees and players, coaches and players. So comparing these three groups, they haven't seen any difference. So was a kind of sign that referees and coaches would live as longer as players, football players. Then what they did was compare with the general population, as you greatly explained, and what they realized is that coaches and referees had also lower mortality than the general population. So in different terms, coaches and referees in Spain tend to live longer 
than the general population. So they then started to explain the potential reasons for these results, and they went to those bias that they mentioned in the beginning, that likely there is a kind of healthy, higher effect. So players are clear, players have higher physical demand, higher physical activity, and higher physical condition that make them football players. And what about coaches? in referees. They mentioned that referees likely to have as well this a very physical demand activity to be a referee. But the coach is not necessarily a strong one when comparing to the other two groups, but they still live long. So what they say is that likely in the past these people had previous sport, active life, and then they could have done and remain some kind of effect longer, but they also are likely to be playing constantly in physical condition over their life. So there is this kind of keep the sport-related activity over their life that would lead to a little bit longer life. This makes sense, doesn't it? So when I think about yeah. a coach training a football team, so these people are always surrounded of other individuals who are active, who are doing sports, who are fit. So I guess you're more likely to engage in this type of activity as well yourself, like independently of what you did in the past. If you are constantly surrounded by people that do sports, that fit, I think you are more likely to also engage in these activities. So I think it does make sense what the authors find. And also the reference, I know for many of them, they have to undergo physical conditioning tests in order to keep their positions later on. So they actually have an incentive to be in fit and they're quite strict, at least at the professional level. I think we should remember that we're looking at a court from 1900 to 1950. And I would imagine that professional soccer was really different back then compared to how it is today. So there are many players, even famous players, that have to stop or stop quite early during their career when they're 28, 29. We always hear of that because some stuff of their body is simply no longer working as it's supposed to be. Because I could imagine that 80, 90 years ago, you trained very differently. And also, it wasn't financially completely necessary to do that. But nowadays, there are many players that complain about that. And we hear about these stories as well. So I could imagine that Maybe in the future, we could expect a reverse effect, but I'm not sure. It's just my intuition. No, that's a super nice point. I agree with you. I would I would be interested to see such kind of evolution over the time, whether these results remain constant. But another point that for me is super nice to see, or would be nice to see, is that in a different context, you know, it's like the population of Spain is a very active in physical activity. So if we were analyzing the different countries where the level of physical activity is different, could be interesting to see whether it remains the same or whether just players or just officials or coaches not or coaches also. So the difference that might arise in different contexts for me would be interesting to see as well. Great. Cornel, Fadeo, thank you very much. This is everything for today's podcast. Thank you for listening to the weekly sports piece. Stay tuned 